Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 260th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Missouri fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing great, Cameron. Um, excited to bring back SEC Pick'em this week, do a little seven-on-seven seven oh, yeah. drafting. Oh, yeah. Watch a little Mizzou football. Oh yeah, this week it's a good time to be alive. They're wearing their all blacks uniforms mm. with the oval uh, tiger oval Delicious. logo. You like that? Yeah. They were talking about helmets on Discord and brought up the the diamonds in the gold stripe on the helmet. It's still undefeated. Nice touch helmet, as far as I'm concerned. Will we see the the block M this season? Absolutely. Is that? Is that how it's going to be going forward? They just work that in from time to time? I would guess so. I yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so it's week one. Playing on Thursday night um, against South Dakota. We'll be previewing that game. We will just give some final thoughts on the season as uh, it's about to kick off. We'll do SEC Pick'em. We'll do 7-on-7, seven seven, all of that. But before we do, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Uh, actually, real quick, I wanted to mention, you may have heard last week we had ads on our show. Um, we signed up for an ad marketplace through Podbean where we uh, upload our podcast every week. And basically, we've been on that platform for almost two years now, and we must have just recently crossed some kind of threshold where they are putting ads on our um, episodes that go out across Spotify, Apple, wherever. So that's new. Um, we'll be monitoring that on the back end to make sure those aren't too terribly annoying for everyone. And if you heard an ad for a company that you love, just rest assured, we love them too. Uh, you should support them. If you heard an ad for a company you hate, we hate them too. We denounce them and their products. Don't even worry about it. We're on the same page there. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll try to make that to where it's not too annoying. And if you want to be guaranteed an ad-free experience, that is available on Patreon. So go over to Patreon. I'll be uploading all the episodes there with no ads. If you like the ads, don't go there. Did you like the ads? I never actually heard. I never ad. heard one. I actually listened to uh, the Spotify and Apple podcast version of the, our podcast last week and never heard one. No, me neither. But had a few people reach out and and tell me that they heard them. So yeah, they it must sounds, exist. Yeah, it sounds like they were getting placed in weird spots. The computer just does all that for us. But I can go in and fine tune that a little bit. Try to make it not so jarring or or annoying, like mm. I said. And if you want to be part of an awesome Mizzou community. Uh, you can be a part of our Discord channel through Patreon as well. Yes. Uh, Good group of guys on there. We, we're ready we're, for the season to start. We're going to be sweating out those games soon together in there. So lots That's of fun. fun. Fun place to be. Uh, Kyle, we did our season projections. Uh, season preview went game by game, gave our picks for the record at the end of the regular season last week. And I thought I would go back and see how well we've done with those predictions going back, uh, looking at every year that we've done this so far, which was four times before 
this year. It's a little scary. Yeah, that's kind of wild. So um, let me take you back for, for a second. I won't spend too much time on this, but let me take you back for a second to 2019. I have no idea what's about to happen. Barry Odom was the coach, okay? We had just landed um, Kelly Bryant in the transfer portal, okay? And we were pretty excited. Uh, would you like to venture a guess what we thought the record was going to be at the end of the season? Um, I don't know. Based we, on what you just said, if we probably said eight or nine wins, right? We both said 10 and no. two. Yeah. They ended up going six and six that year, but uh, that was the year it started off with a loss at Wyoming. Yikes. But then they won five in a row after that. So in an alternate universe, they're definitely six and oh before losing five games in a row, which is what happened in real life. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> there was something weird that happened and Kelly Bryant like spiraled out of control or something. Like yeah. we, we Taylor went to, Powell played a few games. Yeah. Yeah. We went to that old miss game. It was like homecoming. Yep. And they won. Everything was five right and one in the world. Point. They were in first place in the SEC East. Two and zero oh in the SEC. And then something lost happened. to Vanderbilt. Yep, just the wheels came off. We were talking about in that preview. We were talking about them potentially losing two out of the three that were in a row at Kentucky, at Georgia, home to Florida. We were like, hey, you know, that's the tough stretch right there. This is a manageable schedule outside of that, and all of that is true. Absolutely should have been eight win minimum that season. Uh, I won't spend as long on the rest of these, but in 2020, that was the SEC only season uh, because of COVID. I was giving you a hard time in the preview because you picked them to go five and five. And this was like a reset year, new coach, last year's expectations, you know, crashed and burned. So I had them going three and seven and they actually went five and five. So congratulations there. 2021 you must have been a little scarred from the previous year definitely um yeah you can see there's a pattern here you might we start healing you start to notice yeah so in 2021 we were a little bit more optimistic i said eight and four you said nine and three oh here we go and they went six and six uh then but that was you gotta let's think of the context coming back exactly yeah and that year kind of spiraled in a way that we didn't expect it to also so Yes, exactly. Uh, so then, again, we're adjusting our expectations. Last year, I predicted six and six. You predicted seven and five. They went six and six, which is insane. There's four seasons there, perfectly five hundred. So basically, we're telling season. me every single year they just go six and six, pretty much. Yes, and we go back and forth between predicting more than that <laughs> or exactly that. So last week we said I said eight and four. You said nine and three. So that's exactly what we did two years ago. So I've been more optimistic than you every year. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or we've been exactly the same. So yeah, I thought that was funny. Ten and two, we both predicted. That's a little embarrassing. But it's right there. I mean, you lose to Vanderbilt, lose to Tennessee by four. That was a unique year. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I'll never forget watching that Wyoming game uh, with family around and then being like walking through the living room and being like, what's, what, Missouri, what, what's going on here? It's a bad place to be. Yeah, no fun at all. Anyway, uh, yeah, go back and listen to last week if you missed that, uh, our predictions for the full season. And 
You said nine and three. Stand by it. Okay. Um, let's see here. Any news this week? Uh, Coach Rinkwitz gave a press conference. He updated some injuries and stuff. Uh, Chad Bailey had a, all Drink would say is he had a procedure. I watched the press conference. He tried, he started to go into a little more detail and he stopped himself and said a procedure. Yeah. He also said he's going to be out for exactly 21 days. Yeah. So man, I guess, uh, that modern medical care, got those timelines, they have them really down. ironed out. So yeah, it sounds like Chad Bailey, whatever the procedure is, he'll, he'll miss at least the first game, maybe the second game. Uh, I would expect Damian Wilson to get in there quite a bit as they kind of play the same kind of interior linebacker position. Um, I think a lot of people have, have kind of were asking about Tristan Newsom, and I think just the nature of this game against South Dakota, we will probably see him in there quite a bit, but I don't think he plays the same position as Chad Bailey. So Damian Wilson will probably get the start. And then uh, another update. We kind of thought this might be happening when Coach Drink said that Isaac Thompson had a lower body injury. Uh, he's out for the season. Um, I don't remember if we got, you know, like a month ago, Drink said a knee, uh, lower body injury. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of corrected himself there. Yeah. It sounded like, uh, there was the injury. They reported the injury, said it's going to be a while. It's going to miss fall camp. And then I think a little bit, a couple weeks later, they said it's going to be, yeah, I think he just said it's going to have surgery hmm. and miss the year. So unfortunate start for him, but um, you know, the beauty of college football is you've, you've got a long time to work yourself into the rotation especially with a red shirt year and all that, st- all that stuff. And typically young guys don't play for the first couple of years anyway. So I think he'll be just fine. So with Chad Bailey, um, are they, did you hear, I mean, I guess I could do the math here, but so we're looking at that Kansas state game. That's probably going to be his first game back. Okay. So not super ideal. Yeah. But I can deal with that. That's okay. I'd like to have him back for that game at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, before we preview the South Dakota game, I thought we could use an opportunity to just kind of make sure we haven't missed anything here and give our final thoughts on the season as a whole. I'm really looking forward to games because it feels like, for me personally, I'm I'm like thinking too much about like, Oh, how many wins do they need this year? What's Drink's future looking like? How is the season going to affect recruiting and all that stuff? And the games being here, it happening on Thursday is kind of reminding me to just like focus in now, take it one game at a time, like the players do, like the coaches do. Yeah. And I feel like it's just a lot more enjoyable to not be worrying about the season-long ramifications of every single game. Yeah, at some point it just becomes kind of rigid whenever you're thinking about you know total wins and you know, we just we need some some explanation in our lives we needed some answers to the questions that we've had for so long we need some nuance to kind of explain what's going to happen this season and honestly we're not going to find a whole lot out <clears throat> hopefully at least uh on thursday night i think hopefully we're just blowing them out of the water and we're still maybe asking ourselves some of these questions for another week um i can wait another week or maybe even two weeks uh, if that means that we're putting people away like we were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're exactly right. You don't want to find out too much against South Dakota other than uh, you are an SEC team. Yeah. And this is an FCS opponent. But it's still going to be fun to just to see, you know, I think we we pretty much know who's going to start at a lot of these positions. You know, a lot of the defense is returning, but it's still going to be fun to see snap counts and <clears throat> and uh, 
just who gets the start, who plays a lot, and who's ma- who's making plays in general. All of those things are just. I'm so glad all that's back in back in our lives for sure. Uh, the press tried to get more of an answer out of Drinkwitz on the quarterback situation and how he, you know, he said multiple quarterbacks will be used in the first game, and they were trying to get more information out of him there, and he basically said, "I'm not going to tell you," and he, but he did say that the they want to do it in a way where whatever quarterback is out there knows that they are out there for the time being Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be pulled in the middle of a drive because of a bad throw or something yeah yeah i think that's good let them get into a rhythm and um give them a little bit of a leash to know that they can make mistakes so then um the last thing sort of like season long uh that i want to talk about before we talk more specifically about this game one is the quarterback position I thought maybe we would one more time sort of talk about what our hope is for this season and what we think is going to happen, specifically with the quarterback position. Because I feel like every day almost for a while there, there was rumors out of practice that one player is looking really good. And, you know, we were hearing, oh, Garcia has the strongest arm in the quarterback room and it's just really has a lot of zip on it. We were hearing that uh, maybe Brady Cook has taken a step compared to last year. Uh, Sam Horn has been right there with Brady Cook every step of the way. So I don't know that we know a whole lot more than we have at any point, but how do you see it shaking out? Yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's What would be best case scenario? I think best case scenario outside of just this season would probably be that Sam Horn just is the clear winner and... Um, takes us to where we want to go there's no questioning who's the guy going forward we can tell recruits that Sam Warren's your guy for the next couple of seasons and we've talked about it ad nauseum like that his his ceiling is we assume so much higher than Brady Cooks or anyone else on the roster Um, that's obviously best case scenario Um, but at this point you know I think that Sam Horn has been given opportunities to prove himself and I guess at this you know we got to put all of our faith in Drinkwitz here and mm-hmm. we know he maybe hasn't had the greatest track record with quarterback decisions in the past but I still think we've got to put some kind of reasonable trust in the staff here that if Sam Horn was good enough to to take us to a place where we haven't been I think we would know at this point and maybe he's, he can do that we've talked about how college players get a lot better with game experience they get a lot better as they get older you know, he's still a redshirt freshman who's really not had any game experience before. So um, I still think that there's things that we don't know about Brady, Brady Cook. There's things we don't know about Sam Horn. And, um, you know, I think we know what kind of competitor Brady Cook is. And But I think that he can reach a level that maybe we haven't seen with him. I think we, he he can improve. And knowing he played the whole, the whole season with an injury, I'm not ready to give up on, on him yet. And tr- trust me, I like... Again, I, I will reiterate, I want Sam Horn to win this job, run away with it, and we ride off into the sunset. But yeah. I'm trying to be realistic that I still think Brady Cook maybe has another gear that we haven't seen. I'm happy to give him that opportunity to show that to us. Yeah, well said. I mean, I can see um, if he has that next level that he can get to and then his sort of the intangibles that Coach Drinkwitz talks about a lot with leadership skills and uh, just really being able to command the offense. If if Brady Cook unlocks something new, th- 
throwing the ball down the field, you know, in these intermediate to longer routes. And maybe with Kirby Moore coming in to call the plays, they can get on the same page there a little bit better. But if he really does take a step like we see from like sophomore to junior year a lot of the time, then then I don't think it'll matter. I think uh, that that's what I'm hopeful for anyway, that, yeah, Sam Horn has been progressing and maybe he's right there behind Brady Cook, but I, I would hope that if we're running it back with Brady, he's just shown enough in practices and in camps to be like, no, really, I have taken my game to the next level. All we can do is hope for that. Yeah, it's going to just be so fascinating to see how they how they do in in, uh, in game action, even against an FCS team, just in front of a crowd and with the lights on a Thursday night on TV and everything. I just it's going to be so fun to see who who steps up and maybe they both do. I kind of hope. I think I said three quarterbacks in the preview that I would like to see three play. I think I'm still there. Give Brady Cook the whole first half. Give Sam Horn the whole second half, but then treat it like he's your starter and then you bring in the backup for a garbage time series or two with Garcia at the very end mm. and then maybe uh flip that against middle Tennessee and get in week two maybe Sam, Sam Horn, Horn come out the- first mm-hmm. are, I, you, are you ready to go there yet I, I kind of I like where your head is at but um I don't think that it's I think Brady Cook is the guy as far as the coaching staff is concerned I don't think it's going to look as – I don't think it's – if you just watch the games this year, I don't think you would think it was much of a toss-up. Okay. But – It won't I, be as evenly distributed in those first couple of games as we think it might be. I think we'll be going into the Kansas State game feeling like Brady Cook is the starter and we're happy about it. Do you think we'll know for sure who the quarterback will be? Like in our, I don't think in they'll our, say our it. week prep before that game? Do you think we'll still be just guessing? I think we'll be guessing, but we'll have a pretty solid idea that it's Cook. Which is kind of like where we're sitting right now. I think I I agree with that. Uh, But I do think there's like an optimistic angle to Cook being the starter as well. So with South Dakota, they are an FCS program. Um, There's not a whole lot to say about them. Uh, They... Are, have made a lot of changes this past offseason. Uh, they replaced their offensive coordinator with somebody who runs a completely different style of offense. They went, they're going from a run-heavy offense to a pass-heavy offense, led by Iowa State transfer quarterback Aiden Bowman. And um, that's, that's pretty much it for their offense. They're going to try to throw it a lot, I think. Maybe... It could actually be a disaster for them because yeah, go right ahead. All their players and everything, like, were recruited into and have practiced in this completely different scheme than what they're going to try to run this year. If the offensive coordinator tries to do his thing, which he's coming from, like the FCS national champion North Dakota team or somebody, I can't remember. So I don't know. I don't think. I don't think they're going to do anything on offense. Maybe make a couple big plays over the top. And then the only player I wrote down to pay attention to for their defense is a linebacker named Steven Hillis, who is a good player. <laughs> Makes a lot of tackles. Nice. Um, do you think that if... Okay, how badly does Missouri have to be winning this game for them just to 
sit the starters or move on from the first string players like after like halftime is that is that reasonable or do you think that the starters will play longer than that it could happen i think if the offense shows one thing that we haven't seen uh drinkwitz offense do in my opinion maybe you can think of an example where i'm wrong is like a game that you're supposed to win i feel like the offense takes a while to get going mm. start f- start fast yes they don't I, do that exactly i want to see the offense start fast and score go three for three on touchdowns first three drives touchdowns something like that this is the type of team you should be able to do that against yeah if you can't do it again in this game you we're not going to do it very often right and so i feel like what we're used to is missouri coming out on offense and like their first three drives are a punt a field goal and a touchdown mm-hmm. it's like okay we're getting there yeah. we'll eventually get a double digit lead and then a three score lead and put this thing away but like you know you got to think the the beginning of the game or that's some of the most important snaps you're trying your hardest you've got all your starters on both offense and defense out there in the first quarter you're acting that, like you're playing georgia that has to be the most dominant quarter of the game um in my eyes so i i, I agree they'll with have you. the first drive scripted probably yeah for the offense which is like ironic that 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 tended to be our weakest part of the game last year so maybe that will look different with a new offensive coordinator i feel like the defense does their thing no matter what and the defensive starters will have done enough to warrant taking a break after the first half i think yeah it's all going to be dependent on whether the offense is doing their job we should be up if we're up three scores by halftime, I think you pull the starters. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would love to be up enough to where Luther Burden is maybe not playing much in the second half uh, unless we're maybe going for that Heisman campaign. He's going to maybe need those stats. But in all reality, I'm perfectly fine not seeing much Luther Burden. Uh, maybe some of the, the stars on the defense too. But I don't know, man. It's like that's just another disadvantage for – I'm assuming Sam Horn, if he's playing in the second half, if he's not playing with the same arsenal of players that Brady Cook is playing with, mm-hmm. but well, and that maybe hairs, maybe your opportunity there to then flip it against Middle Tennessee, but that's a it's a little bit tougher game, more losable game <laughs> yeah. than South Dakota. Yeah, um, I would like to see, I would like to see whoever the starting quarterback is just get some rhythm going both of them like coming out in the beginning of the second half too maybe you leave the starters in for the for sam horn in that situation just so like you're talking about he's got the the pieces surrounding him that are going to make his life easier scale of one to ten how crazy is mizzou twitter if sam horn is just trotting out there for the first snap of the that game? would be pretty wild i i would be that'd be that, really that's, that's not that'd be really happen, but that would be pretty crazy yeah i would I'd have a big old smile on my face, that's for sure. And then the exact opposite thing is if uh, Brady Cook is the starter and then like we go three and out on the first drive, I don't, I, I'm not going to want to be on the internet when that happens. I hate to tell you this, Cameron, that's fairly realistic here. That's a pretty realistic outcome. Uh, I'm not ready for that. Okay, well, I don't think we can talk about this South Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota <laughs> game much longer. Uh, Missouri's going to win big. Yeah. Just do they put it away in the first half yeah not? i think so I, I i think this will be an improved team at least in the way that i think the offense will be improved in the way that they're just beating the bad defenses and i think that's maybe like a step in the right direction 
which they weren't even doing that last year. They were just scoring like mid twenties against anybody, no matter who they were playing. So, for, step in the right direction. I think they just blow this team out. I think they'll win like fifty-two to ten. Fifty-two points is exactly how many they scored last year against Louisiana Tech in Game One. Oh, okay. Well, the defense scored like two or three touchdowns. <laughs> in that game. I was about to say the defense <laughs> helped out on that point total there. Uh, yeah, excellent prediction. I say, give me a uh, forty-nine to fourteen, Missouri. Now, starting off one and zero, we have a couple other segments to do here. We are going to do our seven-on-seven draft. So if you're not familiar with this, every year we take a look at the Mizzou roster and we fill out our – we do a draft, uh, seven-on-seven teams, but the catch is the players play both sides of the ball like in the video game NFL Street. And they wear street clothes like in NFL Street. Of course. They run up on the walls and throw the ball behind their back, all that stuff. They, they can do anything Game breakers. because this is all in our imaginations. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're each going to pick seven players. Do you have your draft strategy figured out? Um, sure. Okay. And it I all like de- to wing it a little bit. It all depends on who gets the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, Producer Cameron, do you have a coin for us? A uh, virtual coin, yes. Okay. That works. You pick it. Heads. It is... Tails. Okay. So I pick first, then you get two in a row, and then we go two in a row back and forth. Uh, with the number one pick in the 2023 Mizzou 7-on-7 seven seven draft, I am going to select Darius Robinson. Okay. That's a good pick. I'm not going to lie. This uh, It's not where I thought you were going. Okay. So you get to pick two players in a row now. I was trying to go for that uh, positional scarcity. That is that's a good decision. Yeah. A little he's going to play offensive line and defensive line. Yep. He's going to be pretty dominant there. Yeah. Um you know, I think the the tough thing here is what to do with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I can't decide if I want to keep pushing it off or if I should just grab somebody. But I know for a fact that I'm going to go Luther Burden for wide receiver and cornerback. And that's kind of where I thought you might be going. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, trying to switch it up here. I feel like I can do okay at wide receiver. Okay. And you see, the another kind of interesting thing is like, I could just grab Brady Cook, but is he the best player on this roster for this individual exercise they're doing here and it's the folks on twitter that decide who wins this that's so, true you might get a little bonus points with just the names yeah i'm gonna pass on quarterback for now and i don't know what i'm gonna do but i think i'm gonna pick chris abrams drain because Chris Abrams Drain is going to be the other wide receiver cornerback for this team. He actually played wide receiver in high school and maybe even started off as a wide receiver at Missouri. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he's v- very multi talented. And I like that quite a bit, having Luther Burden and Chris Abrams Drain on the outside. Yeah, excellent, excellent choices. Um, yeah. 
I was trying to decide what I would do with the number one pick if I had it, and I obviously Luther Burden. I would call him like the trendy pick, probably. Yeah. But so I've got Darius Robinson, and I make two picks in a row now. So I am going to stay on defense, and I'm going to grab Tyron Hopper. So I've got a defensive lineman. I've got a linebacker. And where is he going to be playing on offense? On offense, you know, maybe offensive line, maybe a tight end situation. I'm pretty sure I actually did this last year. A little hybrid situation going on? I'm pretty sure I picked Tyron Hopper and did the same thing with him last year. So he's used to it now. He's practiced his uh, route running in the offseason. So, yeah, maybe my tight end. Um, Now with my third pick... I'm trying to stay away from the positions you've already picked because I feel like I can wait there. And now this little game, it's like maybe at quarterback and running back, maybe we don't care who we end up with in both of those positions. So I'm going to grab an important position that hasn't been picked yet, and I'm going to take an offensive lineman here, and I'm going to take Cameron Johnson. Uh Some positional flexibility there. Good pick, good pick. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he can, you know, put a little bit of pressure towards the quarterback, maybe clog up the blockers, try to stop the run a little bit on defense. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I feel like in the past, typically, we kind of gravitate towards just, like, all defensive linemen because they tend to be a little bit more athletic and stuff. But I'm also going to grab an offensive lineman, and I'm going to pick Armand Mimbu, and I think that he's just a superior athlete. Yeah. And we'll find a way to get him some valuable snaps, whether mm-hmm. he's playing offense or defense. And I hadn't picked a, a lineman yet, so I kind of needed to get in there before you hog them all yourself. Um, so that means I still need a quarterback, a running back, and then two more linemen. And a quarterback that will probably play like safety and running back that will probably play like linebacker or vice versa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that means I'm going to go with Cody Schrader, who's going to play running back and probably linebacker. Okay. You think Cody Schrader could play linebacker? Absolutely. He's tough like that. He'd hit somebody. All right, so I have offensive line, defensive line, and linebacker. I'm going to, now we're going to be picking the same positions here a little bit, cleaning up my roster. I'm going to select, hmm, I think I'm going to select, this is a weird pick, but I'm going to try to make it make sense. I'm going to pick Jamarion Wayne. A little under the radar. Wide receiver. He's probably like maybe number four or five wide receiver on this year's team. Uh, Super deep at the wide receiver position. But what's super crucial here is last year he spent all season with the defensive backs. So I've got a guy that can play both ways. I can appreciate a little deep cut. Seven on seven draft. All right. Uh, So I get Wayne... And then I am going to, you know what? I'm doing it for the second year in a row. My starting quarterback 
in the seven-on-seven competition is Brady Cook. Unbelievable. He's going to take us to the promised land. That's why I just didn't really know what to do with him on defense. He's just probably going to be a little bit of a liability in the secondary. He's but fast. Pro- but probably dude. all the quarterbacks will be. That's true. So that means that I can kind of punt the quarterback position at least for a couple more picks um, since I don't think you're going to be taking a second quarterback. But I've got two more picks to make here. I only have one lineman so far, so I'm going to add Christian Williams to the line. And let's see. Good pick. Still need another lineman. And a quarterback, so I guess you I, could, you may you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you could, you maybe want to go linebacker. Are you thinking defensive line? Yeah, because uh, I think uh, Cody Schrader will play linebacker. Probably, oh, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I need to go third lineman. Okay. Yeah. And let's see. I know who I would pick. Do you? Yeah. How about? Javon Foster. Okay, that's not who I would have said, but we're, yeah. we're going to lock down the left side of the line. It okay. might be a little bit of a liability on defense, but who are you going to pick? Well, I would have gone. I would have gone defense and taken Realist George, probably. That's a good. And that's, see, that, that's a pretty good pick. Throw him out there, offensive line, see what he does. Slow yeah, have, somebody down. I a have little two bit. actual offensive linemen this year. That's I don't know that I've. That's you know. It's pretty sure last year you had zero actual. I don't know that I've line. ever drafted an offensive lineman before. <laughs> All right. So I am finishing out my roster. I'm going to take the easy pick here. I don't have a running back yet, so I'm going to take Nathaniel Pete. And then I feel like I could go a few different ways here. Got an offensive lineman. Got a defensive lineman. I've got an actual linebacker. Hmm. I think what I'm going to do is take... Ennis Rakestraw. Okay. I think uh, he'll have to try to play wide receiver, but if you've got Chris Abrams drain, I got to take it. Maybe, you know, from a NFL prospect uh, situation and like just who are the best players on this entire roster, it might be Rakestraw and Chris Abrams drain. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go Rakestraw early, but there just wasn't really a place for him. Luther Burton, I forgot about him. They'd be. Second and third behind him. Right. Um, okay, so that means that all I have left is my quarterback, who will also probably play some kind of safety position. And that's not going to be Sam Horn. Okay. It's not going to be Jake Garcia. Okay. It's going to be Jabari Johnson. And I'm not going to lie. I think that sounds kind of fun. I think he would do really well in this format. Okay, yeah. Playing both sides of the ball. I mean, Brady Cook, he's tough. Okay. He is. He'll hit you hard. He may not. What? He can lower his shoulder. I've seen him do it. Okay. He's not trucking people like Matty Mock exactly, but I bet he'll get, he'll have a bold prediction. Brady Cook is going to have a Matty Mock-esque. He's going to have his Matty Mock, James Franklin moment. Rushing moment. Okay. Yeah, for a touchdown, running somebody over. I hope you were right. It may only happen in this seven-on-seven event. In our minds. Which happens in our minds. I'll let but. it happen. That's fine. Just for the sake of imagination. Okay, so the full roster is here for the 7-on-7 seven seven competition. Uh, Kyle selected Luther Burden, Chris Abrams-Drain, Armand Mimbo, uh, 
well, I lost my I lost track here. Cody Schrader. Cody Schrader, Christian Williams, Javon Foster, and Jabari Johnson. And I selected Darius Robinson, Tyron Hopper, Cameron Johnson, Jamarion Wayne, Brady Cook, Nathaniel Pete, and Ennis Rakestraw. You've got a nice little squad there. I'm a little worried about your offense. We've got what do we got here? Cook and Pete in the backfield. Rakestraw and Wayne lined up outside. And Tyron Hopper trying to catch passes over the middle <laughs> as the tight end. It could happen. You know, we're going to just do a lot of read option with Cook and Pete. Just keep it on the ground. And, yeah, it's going to be a rush rushing attack That's mostly. Fine. That's fine. My offensive lineman probably won't be able to catch anyway. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jamarion Wayne and Rake Straw, they're going to have uh, their work cut out for them uh, guarding Luther Burden and Chris Abrams Drain, but... You know, I'm hoping that uh, Robinson and Hopper can get to the quarterback and uh, give Jabari Johnson some trouble. Okay. So we'll post a graphic that has our uh, the formations and everything, how they would line up on the field, and we'll do a Twitter poll to see uh, what who the listeners think would win. Now, is that it? Are we ready for? Uh, yeah, we're ready. Ready to pick some games. So welcome we back. Are, welcome back, SEC, SEC Pick'em Plus Nebraska. There's some new theme music for you. Let us know if that sounds familiar to you. And uh, I just want to listen to that for a second. Mm, it's good stuff. Brings back gets, memories. Gets me in the mood. So uh, we will turn it over to producer Cameron. We we have the producer Cam Cam, but we, we don't have it ready yet. We're still working on being able to switch between two cameras. Uh, we have the hardware we're still figuring out on the back end. But soon you'll get to be see his pretty face talking to us. Yeah, it is pretty. Gonna have to shave. <laughs> get camera ready. Oh yeah. It takes Kyle and I uh, an hour and a half every day. Do our makeup. <laughs> Look like to makeup before the show. Yeah. So uh, who's our guest picker this week? This week our guest picker is Matthew. You're gonna have to speak up over that music now. Is it too loud for you? It, it, Either bring it down or bring you up a little bit, maybe. How's that? That's perfect. Alrighty. Matt's our picker. Matt is he's, our picker this week. He's going down. Hopefully. Lots of big spreads this week, so we'll start we'll a new see if anyone can start a new campaign. Yeah, last year the guest pickers the trophy. destroyed us. This is the beautiful trophy. You see it on YouTube. Wait, and you won last year. Yeah, I won last year. Oh, guest pickers sorry. won two years ago, I think. You haven't you haven't put my plaque on the trophy yet? I didn't know I had a plaque for you. Yeah, it does say 2021 Patreon guest pickers. Wow. We're a year behind. Yeah. <laughs> we need to update that. All right, take it away. Anyway. Quest for the trophy. Week begins. one. Our first game is Florida at Utah. Utah is a six and a half point favorite. Now, there is a little bit of controversy here. Not as, That's the wrong word, but uh-huh. like, there's a little bit of unknown because I think Utah's quarterback, who's really good, okay, whose name escapes me at the moment, there was a chance he might not play in this game, okay, due to injury. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I say I, doesn't matter. I think give me Utah. I think Utah still wins regardless. Utah all around. Do you game root t- for the? Uh, do you root for SEC teams no matter what? Like in these like kind of non-conference situations. Uh. I, I in this situation right now, with it, it's a game to game situation because Florida, I want them to look bad 
and be bad so that Missouri will beat them because they're bad. So okay. I'm watching this game. I'm thinking, is it possible that Florida's bad? I hope so. Okay. If they won but still look terrible, cool. Okay. I still think like winning would probably be like good though, right? Even that would be like the best thing for Missouri. If Florida is like perceived as good. If Florida beats Utah, they probably are good to some extent. And that oh, okay. would just worry me. So now you're just scared. Exactly. You're playing scared. That's sort of how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Utah right. quarterback Cam Rising. That's him. Staying prepared for Florida. Okay. Something to watch. That The line might do some funky he stuff He feels too. pretty good. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. He says. Go ahead. Just play. Go All right. Dramatic. Game, game two. Ball State at Kentucky. Kentucky is a 26 and a half point favorite. They can't score 26 points. Kentucky. <laughs> they win 27 to zero. Uh, we forgot to, I forgot to mention that how this works is uh, you get one point. If you get the matchup correct, you get two points. If you correctly predict an upset, according to the Vegas line. So an opportunity right here for you to pick up two points by picking Ball State. Yeah, uh, I wish I knew what like the biggest upset anyone has ever correctly predicted on this show, uh, but I can't imagine it would be more than like six or seven points. So twenty six yeah. is a little too high for me. I'm gonna have to pick Kentucky. I'll take Kentucky. Kentucky all around. Twenty seven zero. That's my prediction for the okay. score. I they will, cover. We'll watch your career with great interest. Next up is Virginia at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 12-point favorite. Where was it at? At Tennessee. Well, I was on this podcast last week saying Josh Heupel in Tennessee had a Mickey Mouse offense, but I still think they're probably going to win this game. Less yeah. talent. Is Virginia any good? I wouldn't think so. I don't think. I, I doubt it. Uh, Yeah, give me Tennessee. Tennessee, Kyle? Tennessee all Wait, around. Wait, what, what do you have on for the line on that? 12? Huh. <laughs> what is it now? Uh, I'm seeing Tennessee 28. Tennessee that, by 28. That is because it is number 12, Tennessee. You got his numbers mixed up? Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, number 12, Tennessee. Yeah, Virginia Tw- at number 12, Tennessee. Okay, Virginia's awful. It is a 28. 28 point line. favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay, that's okay, a okay. bigger. That's. I'll, I'll take Tennessee. It's very oh, large. Yeah, yeah. Still Tennessee. Yeah, power five opponent. Wow. Yeah. Next up is UMass. I think we're gonna be saying Tennessee's fraudulent, but I'm not. I'm not ready to go there yet. But we we might be saying Tennessee's fraudulent. Get the stamp ready at some point. Yep. Okay. Sorry, Cameron. That's Make okay. sure there's ink in there. Yeah. We haven't used it in a while. That's true. University of. Massachusetts at Auburn. Auburn is a 35 and a half point favorite. Holy cow. My God. Who's I'll doing take these Auburn, lines? but there's no way they there's no way they win by that much. That's just brand that's just brand yeah. bias. Yeah. Name recognition. Yeah. yeah. I'll give me Auburn anyway. Next up is New Mexico at Texas AM. Texas AM is a 23 point favorite. Is AM ranked? Um, I feel like this would be the game that would be like 30 something plus line. These are some, really, some serious games. <laughs> I'll take AM. I'll take AM. I'm just shaking the rust off. Oh, okay. Shaking the rust <laughs> New Mex- off. New Mexico at number 23, Texas AM. Texas He's having AM trouble with numbers. Is a 38 and a half point favorite. 
Uh, what are these make? What are the make believe numbers though? Where you get? What are the wrong numbers? It's, the, it's their it's their AP poll ranking. He's using that as okay. the uh, spread. Bro's getting scared yeah. of numbers. Okay, we're good. He's seeing ghosts over there. Folks. <laughs> we're good. I didn't write my numbers in the same spot that I did last year, so we'll fix it next time. Okay, we'll be fine. It all it all's well that ends well. No, we're we're all taking A and M. All right, I had to make sure I had the numbers right on this one. Okay. Even though I just had to hope Kyle's telling the truth on this one. Okay. okay. Number 21, North Carolina at South Carolina. North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. That's, what, that's what I'm seeing. Now we're into. talking. Hey, did you fact check that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just double checking everything. <laughs> just give me South Carolina. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, little Drake May action. Yeah, number one pick in the NFL draft. Just kidding. He's up there. I wouldn't say number one. Number two, uh, gimme. What? Matt, who did Matt, Matt pick? pick? North Carolina. You pick first. I'm gonna have to. I, I want South Carolina to win this game. Um, redemption for Spencer Rattler. SEC represent. Do it then. North Carolina is gonna win the game. <gasps> Drake May, and they're playing. This game is called the Duke's Mayo Classic. Drake May, Duke Mayo. Wow. That's pretty cool. That sounds like maybe a conflict of interest. True. I'll take South Carolina. Ooh. Split decision. I love it. Okay, and next up we have number five LSU at number eight Florida State. Ooh. LSU is a two and a half point favorite. I know Matt is already wanting to put the fraudulent stamp on Florida State. Yeah, he's got LSU. I'll just say it. Ah, but the the storyline there is we want LSU undefeated, Missouri undefeated. Give me Florida why, State. Why does Matt want to do fraudulent on Florida State? Just because he picked LSU? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if there was an extra story there. I guess he he's not buying the hype. He's not buying it. Top 10 preseason they haven't been good for a while right yeah uh i was trying to think of their coach's name He's... i'll take florida state mike norvell yes yeah give me lsu mm. that's gonna be a good one that's saturday night yeah, that is actually sunday sunday, mm-hmm. sunday. sunday 6 30 p.m on abc excellent you really want to know can't wait i'll be watching that any All other right. games? Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Let's hear Last it. and certainly least, it is Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota is a seven-point favorite. Where are we at with Nebraska? Okay, we got Give Scott me Minnesota. Frost. Matt Rule. Scott Frost gone. He's way gone. So out of there. Matt His Rule. legacy completely tarnished. That is what I've heard. They hate him now. Never, ever. Dead to me. Okay. Okay, there we go. That's proof. Never hire... A former player, like a beloved player. No. Always fails. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Bring him to all the events. Use him for fundraisers. Yes. Don't make him a coach. Yes. Um. Yeah. Minnesota easily wins this game. Matt Rule, could he be good? Yes. Not in this game, but eventually? Yes. Now, he was the coach of your Carolina Panthers. Was terrible. Do you hold any grudges? or? No. I don't know what happened there. It was like we, we brought him in. 
he had some good ideas maybe but then it was like oh i'm just gonna sign only players that played for me at either temple or baylor <laughs> and that yeah, kind of just makes really your talent pool shrink quite a bit i had not thought about that like, he's, yeah he's doing the like robbie anderson stuff yep. and or whatever his name was at yep. the time yep yeah so that didn't work out well we got uh joe brady remember him oh, from yeah. lsu oh yeah uh he was gonna come in and just you know joe brandon make the yeah exactly uh but what happened with the Panthers was we went out and got Teddy Bridgewater. And that, just instead, of just, for instead of just re-signing Cam Newton, we went out and got Teddy Bridgewater and then ruined everything. That's but everything's that's fine now. Everything's fine now. We have our savior, uh, Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, He's looking good in the preseason. Yeah. Um, okay, so Matt Rahul yeah. is back at Nebraska, back in college. Yeah. They're going to lose this game. Yep. Yes. We're all on the same page there. Okay, yep. so we got a couple little, couple games that we're. So we're, I'm rooting hard, rooting tooting for. Who was it? South Carolina Florida, and uh, Florida State. South Carolina and Florida State. Let's go. Okay. Can't two, wait. Two up, upset. Yeah, two upset opportunities. We all there. picked Utah, Utah to beat Florida. Yeah. Okay. Hoping Florida looks bad, honestly. But they're they're just one of those teams in the SEC that we need Mizzou to beat. You want them to unravel. Yeah, them, maybe them it's losing early. to Utah has nothing to do with the game against Missouri. Did you know that? Like, I just want my my take is Florida bad. Okay, and I okay. want that to be. There's a narrative you're yes. you're buying into. Yes, exactly. Okay, and you want people to associate you with that take. Sure, you're, you're ready to put your name on that. Yeah, put my name on it and put my name on South Carolina starts out hot, flames out. Anything else? Put my name on. LSU and Mizzou, both one-loss teams going into the big matchup. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. I can live with it. Okay. Any last parting thoughts? We're done with that segment. Uh, Mizzou football is back, folks. It's Tuesday right now. We'll get this into your ears as soon as we possibly can. And Missouri plays on Thursday. I'm ecstatic. Under the lights. Everybody just, you know, pull up a chair. Get the TV on. Chip in a chair. Hop into Discord. Get your favorite beverage. You will enjoy it. Anything else? Nope. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt, Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy, JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew Tilly, and Louis Hernandez. Thank you. Baron. Baron Davis. <laughs> thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on... Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Missouri Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can find our t shirts and stickers on our online shop, Missouri Sports Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week. After one.